0: Now it is indeed time for Trash Talk. Trash Talk partner Plastic Free Seas Dana Winograd talks to Marcy Trent Long on the delay of Hong Kong's waste charging scheme. From people's concerned, what can be done better to strive for success when the scheme is actually implemented? <laughs> Good morning, Charstock listeners. As many of you may know, the implementation of the municipal solid waste charging scheme is being delayed again. The Secretary for Environment and Ecology said in a media session, I quote, many people express their concerns to me that the general public do not understand how waste charging will be implemented. And he also said in that same media session, I believe it is a responsible act for us to put more time into public education. Well, it's a little bit disappointing news for us Trash Talk listeners for sure. So I thought I'd invite our partner on the show, Dana Winograd of Plastic Free Seas today to shed more light on what this means for household waste going forward.
1: Welcome to the show, Dana oh thanks for having me again always a pleasure well you know what dana it's been
0: 20 years so what's another six months i mean really
1: (laughs) yeah you say that but it is like you said it's very disappointing but if they're going to make it work better with another six months then let's let's wait for it it.
0: right wait for it (laughs) so the government's concerned that Many people just don't really understand how the waste charging scheme works. So I thought let's, let's just start with that. If you could help explain how it works. And today let's just focus on household weights. So just tell
1: the listeners how it works because it's actually not that complicated. Exactly. I think people are more afraid of the unknown and they're thinking they're overthinking it. They're thinking that it's a lot more complicated than it really is. All you have to do is buy a bag and you have your choice of bags sizes at different prices. And you have so many places where you can buy your bags from, from the grocery store to 7-Eleven or Circle K, you can buy them online. There's so many retailers that will have them. So you buy your bag, And that's where you put your rubbish. Now you don't put your recyclable rubbish in there because you don't have to pay for that, which is, you know, the bonus. So there's really nothing difficult. It's just about making sure you're putting all of your your rubbish, non-recyclable rubbish into the designated bag that you buy from a government source.
0: Right. Okay. And then the government's going to be very clear as to what the items are for recycling, right? So that'll be clear before the scheme starts.
1: Well, that's the, that's a bit of a challenge because it is clear already if you go to the community green stations or you go online to the right page on their government website it is quite clear as to what you should be recycling yet people still seem to be struggling but that's the beauty of the community green stores is that there's somebody there to help you to recycle and I do recommend that everybody goes, find your your closest uh, store or pop-up because you can recycle a lot more there than you can potentially in your own residential building, particularly with plastics. Plastic bottles are a commonly recycled item in a residential building, but the other plastics aren't always accepted. So if you go to your community green store, you'll find out exactly what you can and cannot recycle. And that's where you'll also recycle your um, energy saving light bulbs, your rechargeable batteries, your waste electronics. So it really is a very handy place. and I just read in the news that the government is working with the, that Green act community funded collection points to increase them and make them you know have more staff, have more spots because that's what we need. We need access to the recycling uh, much more so than we have at the moment.
0: Oh, that's great. And you can also go to your green recycling center, probably when you bring your recycling to ask them which ones you can use and recycle in the waste charging scheme, right? They should know.
1: Exactly. Once people get started, and that's what I say, let's just get started. This is not going to be as difficult as we imagine. So let's just get it started. And, and, you know, the small people will figure it out as we go along and things will get fixed as we go
0: yeah well what do you think some of the common concerns are that people might have about this scheme
1: well the biggest concern is that not everybody will do it and how are they going to how is how is the government going to know who's not complying but i say you know somebody else not doing it does not impact on how you do it and the more people that do it it's like it's a little bit of public, I wouldn't call it public pressure, but you know, if, if all your neighbors are doing it properly, you're more likely going to do it as well. So this fear of how, how are we going to know who's not following this properly? Don't worry about that. That's not your problem. You just need to do it properly. You need to show your family members how to do it. You need to show them that you are doing it. Um, we, as an an educator, plastic-free seas will be, are going into schools all the time and we've added you know a bit on waste charging so that the students also are hearing it from us and can take it home but you know the biggest fear is of course not doing it properly but also dumping and that there will be not only will people not use designated bags but they'll dump in other locations to avoid having to do the the system properly but i think the government with their They are instituting a new fine for not complying with this. It's a $1,500 fine to start with, but. That won't start right away they will have a, a grace period after implementation that's going to help people think twice about dumping I believe I hope so I mean they do have
0: large fixed penalties also for dumping e-waste for instance right Correct. and 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 I think they're kind of similar so the the if you do it one time it's 1500 but if you're a serial offender I think in you're dumping then it's it can be 25 to 50k and even jail time. The goal isn't to scare people though. I think the goal is to get people on board with it and to get everyone doing it.
1: Exactly. So I hope they don't have to use a lot of stick, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, if they do, then they need to do it because that has been one of the one of the problems in the past that people have said, "Well, look, there's a there's a fine for this, but when was the last time somebody was fined for that?" So as long as they are on top of this and they're managing it and they're communicating back, you know, people need to know that somebody is watching. They may not be fining me, but they're watching, and and they know that somebody on this floor isn't doing it properly. Then, as long as people know that, you know, people somebody is aware and paying attention, hopefully that will encourage them as well.
0: I hope so too, right? And so all for the common good, right? Which I think
1: De- Hong Kongers definitely. are
0: up to. I think Hong Kongers are totally up to that.
1: I do. And I, I think enough people are concerned with waste from a hygiene point of view that they're not going to want people to not be doing the right thing on their own floor or around their, in, in a village around their house with dumping and that sort of thing. So hopefully, hopefully there will be that bit of Like I say, it's not peer pressure, but it's just motivation. Your community, motivation (laughs) from the community, I'd like to say. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Well, you know what? Secretary Ta also said that there was a 15% increase in the amount of recyclables in the recent months just from the promotion of the waste charging plan. I mean, that's good news right there, right?
1: It is good news and it's a, and it's a shame that they don't share their stats on a more regular basis because that's super motivational. So unfortunately, the government doesn't share a lot of their information. So there's no transparency. We don't know that except for the fact that he told us. And I'm not doubting mm-hmm. it. I'm sure because I've seen an increase in our recycling bins around my building as well. But, you know, if we could get more regular stats from the government on the whole waste and recycling, I think that would do a lot to to motivate people.
0: Well, we've certainly had people on this show that do that for a living, right? They go to the businesses, they show people, oh, look how much you're recycling and what it's saving and carbon emissions, et cetera, et cetera. And it makes people feel good about what they're doing.
1: Oh, definitely. Any company that's done a waste audit, for example, or measured their food waste and measure all of your recycling on a regular basis, then they see the difference and then they're able to use that information for their staff to motivate them. So the same thing can be said for a property. If the property manages their waste and recycling properly and keeps track of it, they can use that to motivate the residents. You know, we did this much this month and, you know, we had a few mistakes here and there. And this is what those mistakes were. Let's get it better next month. That shows that it's coming from all sides. Everybody wants to, to make it better.
0: That's right. And it's a teamwork thing. But I've noticed on the waste charging scheme website has a really good FAQ, which is frequently asked questions. I, I thought it was pretty good. Right. And They've had webinars for commercial and industrial groups. But how do you think they can better educate the general public on this scheme? What else could they do better?
1: that's that's really interesting because they say they've been doing it we see posters we see billboards we see information yet i talk to so many people and they say oh i don't really know what to do i I think they're (laughs) doing a lot of the right thing i think those people don't go to the website Mm. people are used to being spoon-fed information they're Mm. you know so at some point the individual has to think well I don't get this i'm gonna do a little bit of research maybe i'm being too ambitious in my in my hopes for what you know individuals will do and i'm not saying that it's the individual that has to take responsibility but you know i've been onto the website you've been onto the website if people really have questions there is a website to to refer to now i do know that for example my property management company probably on the encouragement from the government had organized a um, a session and was planning a number uh, of uh, more sessions oh, to educate the residents. Now, unfortunately, as soon as the the delay was announced on Friday, we got an email saying it's canceled, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> which is crazy because <laughs> it's happening. Either, you know, you can start now and just do more of them. But you know, so I think that not that I'm I want to say it's the the responsibility of the property management companies, but the property management companies are on the ground. They're in the buildings. They have really a great opportunity to share the necessary information with their residents through posters in the buildings um, through holding these meetings um, if they want them webinars that kind of thing so i think we need it needs to be from everyone and what i love about these four months is if the government does as well as they're hoping to do by leading by example so they're going to be implementing in their own buildings so they'll be able to bring people in to say this is how it works and they're also going to be doing videos of you know this in action to share with various sectors so i oh, think that's good if done yeah if the time is taken um properly over the next four months there's opportunity to really as i said lead by example bring people in have fantastic short fun videos and you know find out what people aren't understanding. I heard from one guy the other day, he said, "You know, I can't get my head around this. I don't really get it." No. <laughs> I said, "Well, what don't you get?" And we talked about it and he did get it. He just thought he didn't get it. He just wasn't he sure. He knew exactly what it was. So, I think people are have concerns that maybe aren't necessary.
0: Yeah, cuz there's a lot of chit-chat on social media and I agree with you, it's confusing. So, or it confuses me even though as you say, it's a pretty simple concept.
1: Right. I think what people need to remember is stop, don't sweat the small stuff. Just know that we're going to get started. Worry about how you do it and the rest will fall into place. But, you know, don't worry so much. Just familiarize yourself with the bag and the bag you need. You don't want to be buying bags that are too big. And then you have to throw away a half empty bag because you want to get rid of your rubbish. So, you know, figure out the size of bag you need and then um, just get on with it.
0: Yeah, that's right. And you know what? And remember, it'll be another six months before those fines kick in. You can make all the mistakes that you want at the beginning, right? It's just an education process. And I think, you know, getting that information out too is really important. So yeah. And hey, I
1: think, well, I think also telling people, making sure people understand that this is not just a money making exercise for the government. We want to reduce waste. We want to recycle our resources. And the government is, has chosen this way to do it. And I think it makes sense. And if the public can come behind this, I think we'll make a really big difference here with our waste and our resource management.
0: Is there any other way, Dana, that Plastic Free Seas is going to help? Any any other ideas besides, of course, your ongoing education was just brilliant. Right.
1: Yes, actually, I thank you for asking because we are going to be putting some template letters onto our website on the homepage, easy to find, where if you don't feel, say your building doesn't have recycling, I'll give you a template letter that you can just, you know, play with and give to your management company if you're if they're only collecting say plastic bottles but you want them to collect all types of plastic that that's possible so we can give you a template letter to do that Um, if your property management company is is thinking about charging a flat fee and giving bags away that is the worst potential way of handling this because that goes against the polluter pays principle. But if they're thinking about that, I'll have a letter there for you to use, to give to them, to say, look, we don't think this is the right way and we disagree. So, you know, that's one way that Plastic Free Seas is going to help by, you know, helping you to communicate better with your property management company, you as a resident.
0: Exactly. And you guys have a wealth of information as well. So it's, now, tell me your website again, Dana.
1: Yeah, it's just www.plasticfreeseas.org.
0: Okay, that's the key, the org. And Trash Talk listeners, you know, a lot of people are already recyclers. But, you know, if you're not, this is your time to start practicing anyway. You don't need the bag, right? Just a lot of buildings already have the recycling bins. Just start to separate. Why not? Let's get it started, huh? Let's we'll get it started here. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia.